Amen. Send the light. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all good? Kenny, what up? You all right? God is good, ain't he? And he's worthy to be praised. I'm really excited about this lesson uh, tonight. Um, and it, I knew what I wanted to talk about, but I just couldn't figure out how to write it. I couldn't get it on the paper. And um, I kind of wrote some stuff down, and, and, but I got it up here. So I'm just fixing to let it come out. How about that? I'm just going to let it come out because I'm really excited about it. It's, it's something that's happening in my life. Things are happening that, that prayers are being answered and things are moving in my life. You know, uh, sometimes uh, we feel like that things aren't going the way that they need to go in our lives. And, and sometimes we feel like, God, you hear me? You, you hear me up there? But guess what? He does. He hears us. And I ended um, this morning talking about a verse and, and I've just been uh, so encouraged by this verse and, and so encouraged by it that I want to look at the whole chapter. Uh, if you would, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And the verse that I talked about this morning was, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to to his purpose. What an exciting verse. You know, and I started looking around in Acts in uh, Romans chapter 8 and I started finding a lot more verses that I liked in it too. There was a lot more verses that I uh, know about and and am encouraged about and think about and the one that I that really struck my attention uh, and and wanted, brought me to to this lesson. See, I'm so excited I can't even get it out, y'all is Romans 8.37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Doesn't that make you feel good? The Greek word here for conquerors is a very, very powerful word. It means to vanquish beyond or to gain a decisive victory. Now think about that for a minute. Think about it in, in sports terms. This is a victory that you don't just win by 20 points, you win by 75 points in a basketball game. You think somebody could come back from a 75-point deficit? Maybe. Well, how about this, 175-point deficit? No, it's not happening. See, what we have in Christ Jesus is total victory. We prevail completely. Complete victory in Jesus. And so when we think about this verse, yet in all things we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us. Jesus loved us so much that He wanted to make us victorious. 
total victory in Him. And I want to talk about some of those reasons why we are so uh, victorious. We are so, uh, should be so excited about being conquerors over anything. And I want to start at the very beginning of the chapter. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Because those who are in Christ Jesus are more than conquerors. And I want that to just sink in in your head this evening. As you leave this building, I want you to remember that and think about it. We as Christians are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. More than somebody who just conquers a city and takes it over. Rome took over Jerusalem and was in total control of it. We are more than that in Christ Jesus. Look what he says in verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Paul tells us that those who have put on Christ are children of God and they can be excited to know that you have a home in heaven because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemned. It's the same word in Mark 16, 16, you know, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who believes not is condemned. You're not condemned if you're in Christ. Total victory. Now think about this. Putting this in the context. In the context, back up to uh, Romans chapter seven, verse eighteen. Paul is talking about this struggle that he has in his mind. He says, um, let me start in verse 15. For what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. He's struggling. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. <laughs> what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find in a law that evil is present with me. The only, the one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Paul's thinking about himself. 
He's thinking about the things that he's struggling with. And then in verse 24, it just comes out. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. And then he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, I saw this take place in a guy's face. A couple weeks ago I went to the jail, right? Got really emotional uh, on y'all and I'm going to try not to do it again, but if I do, just bear with me. But I'm confident in this. I seen a man sitting across from me on a video that couldn't even hold his head up. He was struggling just like this. He told me point blank that he wanted to know how he could be forgiven. We talked to him, told him, encouraged him, told him to get with some brethren that are in the jail, and guess what? He did. And so guess uh, Friday, I went and saw him again. And as soon as you dial in your code and then you sit down in the seat and you pick up the phone and you look across and it takes a minute and then the screen pops up when they're ready to talk to you. And I mean this man's smile was from here to here. I couldn't believe what, how he looked. It was a total transformation. I said, you good, man? He said, yeah, I'm good. Matter of fact, I'm great. And I want to tell you something, first of all, I appreciate you coming down here. I said, not a problem at all, man. I said, I love uh, sitting across from you. He said, no, but I got to tell you something, man. I I listened to what you said and I got with... Uh, I didn't get with the guy you were talking about, what I, but I got with another brother, and he's from Nashville Road. You know Nashville Road, Church of Christ? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I got to talking with him, and I got to studying with him, and guess what? I obeyed the gospel. I've been forgiven There is now no condemnation, brethren, to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror when it comes to sin. Yes, sin dwells in me, but guess what? If I'm in Christ, I've been forgiven of my sins. If I've been baptized into Christ, guess what? My sins have been forgiven. What a beautiful concept, huh? What a beautiful thing to preach. Now I'm not standing up here saying once you are saved, that's it. (laughs) By any means. And do I know how this brother is going to do as he struggles in jail, as he has to go through uh, six months of staying locked up? No, I don't. But you know what? When I saw his face, I saw a new man. I saw a new creature. That pumps me up. For all the people I talk to that don't want to hear it, for all the people that I talk to that could care less, guess what? 
He cared. And guess what? It's worth it. If just one person comes, my labor wasn't in vain. Brethren, you got one? I know you do. Somebody. Somebody around you. Somebody that you can tell that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. He died for you. He died for you to have this freedom, to have this victory. You know, and I think about this, and I think about what this does to somebody who truly understands this. I want to keep reading uh, Romans 8. I want to keep reading for just a second what it says. I want you to, to just listen to how Paul talked so beautifully under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. I love this. He condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned sin in the flesh. Why, brethren? That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. He did it for us. I want you to just think about that for a minute. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled to the flesh, according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on things of the flesh. Now listen to what this guy told me. He said, you know what, man? I'm ready to do stuff. When I get out of jail, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a suit. I'm going to be dressed up. No more sagging my pants. Now does the Bible say you need to wear a suit? Absolutely not. But what does he understand? And he wants to be different. He wants to show people who he loves and who he serves. He understands that the way that he was before was something that wasn't pleasing to God. I mean, when he's saying this, I'm just like, man, this is so encouraging to me. It reminded me of me. Brethren, we have a chance to come in contact with people that can change the world. We have a chance to come in contact with people that can do things that we can't even do. You want to know why I want to wear a suit all the time? Because I represent the king. I remember Marshall Keeble, he said that he always would wear a suit wherever he went. Why? Because he was an ambassador for Christ. And he wanted to look his best because his God was the best. Amen. Here was a man in prison 
who has no idea about Marshall Keeble and what a suit is or anything like that, but guess what he knows? He knows that sagging his pants and acting like a thug is not pleasing to God. How encouraging is that? Those who are in Christ Jesus are more than conquerors because when it comes to walking according to the flesh, they say, no, I can beat that. I don't have to do that. Galatians 5.19 talks about the things of the flesh. And as a child of God, you no longer have to be pleased with living by the flesh. But you are spiritually minded. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 just real quick. I wasn't going to read it, but let's read it real quick. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. And even right here in Galatians 5, uh, let me just step back to verse 16. Over and over this concept of walking in the Spirit and being excited in the Spirit is just sprinkled in. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revilers, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But guess what? When you have the understanding that there's no more condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, it should change you. You should say, I should no longer walk by the flesh, and if I'm doing sinful things, guess what? I put it where it needs to go, out of my life. I don't need to be doing this. Why am I doing this? I shouldn't be doing it. Well, guess what? I'm not going to do it no more. Because I'm more than a conqueror. Back to Romans 8. Verse 5, he says, But those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. How comforting is that? I mean, this is talk that makes you be able to walk with your head up. 
This is talk that allows you to be able to fight the devil and his schemes. You ever, <clears throat> and I think about sports because that's just what I know, but you think about a team that doesn't have any confidence. I remember playing on a baseball team in the sixth grade. We were terrible. And guess what? We all knew it. And guess what? That's all we ever heard the whole time, how terrible we were. And guess how many games we won? Not very many. That's why I don't even play baseball no more, I think. It's because of that sixth grade team. But I've seen a thing, and I don't really know the story too well. I wish I'd have paid better attention to it. But um, uh, it was a, a, a football player. He was talking about his life, and uh, it was talking about how they were playing the Bears or something. And uh, if the Bears won, then uh, Obama was going to go to the game, to the Super Bowl. And... Uh, the, the guy was obviously on the other team. And you know the team that wins the Super Bowl goes to the White House. So what he said to the team before the game was, you know, that's all right if, uh, if Obama doesn't want to come to the game if we win because guess what? We're going to go to him. We're going to go to his house. We'll go see him. He ain't got to come watch us. We're going to go see him because we're going to win it all. And guess what they did? They won it all. Confidence. Brethren, this is a confidence chapter for Christians. And you don't have to be a superstar. You just got to be in Christ. And I say hallelujah, amen to that. Huh? I'm glad I don't have to be the best Christian ever. Because I'd fall short. But he says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Think about that. Those who are in Christ Jesus are more than conquerors when it comes to death. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says, So when this corruption, when this body of corruption has put on incorruption, and this mortal body has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Brethren, we get to live forever. That's a big deal to me. Amen? Is that a big deal to y'all? Does that encourage you to realize that you are more than a conqueror over death? If you died right now in Christ Jesus, guess what? You beat death. Because there's no more condemnation in you. And guess what? You walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. It goes right along with what Revelation 2.10 says, Be faithful unto death. When you understand that there's no more condemnation for you, when you understand what Jesus did for you, then it should automatically make you want to walk according to God's will. If you appreciate Him, if you love Him, if you're thankful for what He's done, 
It's beautiful. This makes me want to go and tell people more about Jesus, more about what he's done. Shine my light in such a way to affect them. I may not be the one doing the Bible study, but I may be shining my light in such a way to affect them, to want to turn to ask what's different about you. Look at verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. This is probably one of my favorite ones. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We received the spirit of adoption. And we didn't get adopted by some regular kind of guy. We didn't get adopted or brought into a family with just some wimpy kind of king that's going to last for a couple years or, or 20, 30 years and, and be a really good king. You know, I think about the pharaohs, how they got them on the statues and they talk about the things. That, and then we don't serve no God like that. We're not adopted into a family like that. We are adopted into a family and a father that is the most loving the most caring the most powerful being ever the definition of the father that loves us is that God is love We are more than conquerors, brethren, when it comes to anything. Because we belong to the greatest family that there has ever been. Our Father is God Almighty. So no matter what I'm going through, no matter what trials, no matter what situations that I'm faced with right now, You think that a God that loves you so much would leave you and forsake you? The only time that will happen is when he comes back and you're not in Christ. Keep reading with me. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. When we have the understanding that there's no more condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, when we understand that we no longer walk according to the flesh, but we walk according to his will, when we understand that we beat death in Christ Jesus... 
And then we also understand that we have a Father who loves us. Think about all these things that I'm piling up. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Absolutely it is. And so listen to what Paul says. It's almost like he's thinking about this. And in verse 18 he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I want to close with this. I went and I talked to the man and, and he told me these things, that he'd obeyed the gospel, that he'd become a child of God. And I was so excited for him. I was so excited that I was able to just be a part of that. And he said, man, I got to tell you one more thing. I've been doing a Bible study in my cell. He says, now I don't know a whole bunch about the Bible yet. But whatever I'm learning on Sunday, I'm taking it into the cell and I'm talking about it. And there's like five or six guys that are coming in. This guy's taking a leave, man. And he said, guess who's in there with me? <laughs> Can you guess, brethren, who's in there with him? Isaiah's in there, man. He said, now look, I went and I talked to him after you told me to the other day. And he was in a, a, a different place. He wasn't trying to hear what I was saying. But I kept talking to him. And I kept telling him, look, man, God loves you. God cares about you. And he said, I'm going to come to this Bible study. He couldn't believe that I had come and was talking to him. He said, Matt, no. Tall, gold tooth. Why does everybody say that? Yeah, tall, gold tooth, glasses. Really? Changed his whole demeanor. Brethren, I've been suffering with this. I've been struggling with this. Not for a couple months, for some years. And the thing that I try to preach the most has brought me close to Him. Boy, I feel this verse. 
For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. through Bill Bell doing a Bible study with my son in the cell I talked to him face to face on a video but I talked to him and it all came from praying and wondering and thinking where are you at God you hear me Not only has it encouraged me, it's encouraged Stan, who's sitting right here seeing it all go down. Not only is it encouraging Stan, but it's encouraging Bill Bell. Not only is it encouraging Bill Bell, but it's encouraging Isaiah. Not only is it encouraging Isaiah, but it's encouraging the two ladies when we walk in and go visit inmates. And I'm carrying my Bible. This is just my story, brethren. I'm not trying to puff around and act like I'm any better than anybody else. Guess what? I fall short of the glory. But you know what? I'm glad that I'm able to share it unashamed. And I'm able to share it because guess what? God gets all. the glory I want to end with this verse no matter what you're going through no matter what struggles you have in your life if you are in Christ Jesus you are more than a conqueror and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to His purpose. All things. No matter what you got. No matter what your struggle is. Guess what? God is working. He will deliver you. He will put you where you need to be. But sometimes you just got to wait. Five years for me. Will he obey the gospel? I don't know. Will he do what he needs to do? I don't know. But guess what? I walk by faith, not by sight. Blessed are those who believe in me and don't see me. Amen. Jesus gave us that one. I love you all so much, brethren. And I'm going to keep going down in this. There's so much more in this uh, chapter. I'm just going to stop in verse 18. And next Sunday night, I'm just going to keep going. But I want you to know that
God is awesome and He's working and He's doing things. Be a part of His kingdom. Be a part of His glory. Forget the things of the flesh. Strive to do the things of the Spirit. Be pleasing to Him. Show people that you are a child of God, that you are called out people, that you are different. Maybe you're here tonight and you need to become a Christian. Maybe you're here tonight and you need to wash away those sins. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you need prayers. Whatever you need, don't let it go. Fix it right now. Be strong and courageous, brethren. We can overcome the world. Jesus said, I already defeated it. (laughs) And those who are in Christ Jesus, brethren, are more than conquerors. Whatever you need, come right now. Together we stand and sing.